What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Yo, do the questions show up for you there when you click on the little um, question button, or no? Does it only show up for me? I think it's just gonna. I think it's just for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Cause, yeah, I mean the stuff that I sent you earlier, we can go over. Cause. That's fine. Um, yeah. Cool. So, uh, what's up, everyone, and welcome in. I guess that I don't know if I should. I don't. I don't usually do an intro for the show, but um, this is the heroes. Heroes for life. Episode three, um, got some great topics. Someone said drop some knowledge. That's what we do. Yes, sir. Um, so actually, I should have wrote down the questions, I think, because I forget off the top of my head. Because um, I know there was like three. Um, well, we, can, um, we can go through the ones that... I guess you can get from the questions on Instagram right now, like the ones that are coming in from your live, and then we can get to those ones later on. Sure. So I guess we can start with somebody, uh, somebody had a question, what is the best second or third year player that's like under the radar to buy? Um, So I'll let you start there, if you have one. Um, Well... I'm probably well, going to answer mostly for basketball here because that's right. Bas- basketball. But so first of all, Trey um, Young is the one that you sh- is not even under the radar, but the one that yeah. anytime someone asks about basketball, it's Trey Young, first of all. So 100%. I guess now we can get into, I mean, under the radar is like, I guess, 50 to I, $60 maybe. Like that would probably be the range, I would guess. Yeah. I think for the second or third year guys, um, I know there's one guy who everybody was buying a lot of over the summer, which was De'Aaron Fox. He's mm. actually put a really good couple games in with 20 points, you know, nice amount of assists, nice amount of rebounds. Um, and the Kings have won three in a row since the All-Star break. So I think that's a guy to definitely watch. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype around him coming into the summer, but injuries played into effect, and he just wasn't able to have the year that everybody thought he would, not I think the Kings expected him to. But again, he's put he's put in a couple solid games in the last couple games, um, and the Kings are, you know, not too far out of that eighth spot. Um, it's going to be them and the Pelicans kind of chasing it, so it's going to be in, it's going to be an interesting um, to see how he finishes off the year. So I think that would be one guy definitely. Yeah, I like so the Kings are a weird team because like it feels like they should be way better. Uh, like, they have some, like, decent young talent, but, like, for – and they have, like, good ownership, too, which is odd. Like, for them to not really be able to put it all together, it's, like, a weird – like, I don't know why they're not better. Like, it could just be that they're playing in the same division as, like, the Warriors, and which the Warriors not as much this year, but, like, the Clippers and, like, the Lakers and Utah, I think, is in that division, too. So, like, they're – the teams that they're playing on a regular basis are that's probably the strongest division uh, in the yeah. in the league, like out of the six, because there's all there's three in each conference, and I'd say that's probably Memphis might also no Memphis wouldn't be Memphis is, but yeah, so like I think that division is probably the strongest out of out of the six division or out of the six, yeah, and that's probably why they aren't good, but like I don't know, it just seems weird that like they like they traded for Buddy Heald, which I think was. I, I mean, 
They trade. Did they trade Buddy Heald for Demarcus Cousins? Yeah, I was in a package for that, which I thought was right. a really good deal. Um, and then Sacramento or in uh, on the Pelicans, Buddy just didn't fit. Right. So it worked yeah, and, out. And at the time, it seemed like it was. It seemed like trading away Demarcus Cousins wasn't a good thing. But like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, injury. You can't really. Injuries can't really account. You can't really account for injuries when you're trading. Like, yeah. it's not like the. Uh, it's not like the the Nets Celtics trade where it's like they just trade a bunch of picks for players and then the players just end up turning into like yeah. Tatum and Brown. Which I mean, that is like that's going to be probably yeah. one of the worst trades of all time. Honestly, but like Buddy Heald too. Like he's like he's a solid player. Like he's. Uh, like, the exact player you'd want in, like, today's NBA, just putting up a bunch yeah. of threes. Um, right, but, like, he's, like, a guy, like, if you really want to think about it, that's, like, a third, fourth-year player or maybe fifth, I don't know, that, um, that like, you'd think that his prices would be higher, but they're not just because he doesn't have the – I don't know. Like, nobody's really, like, a big Buddy Heald fan. So, like – Yeah, I agree with that. So, like, when – like, Darren Fox, when I, when, I, when I bring up Darren Fox, he still has, like, that – prestige of oh he potentially could become like a superstar player um, yeah like a top top like 15 to 10 player yeah so like there's like also it. like that like where some people always like will hit you up and be like hey what about this guy like a guy like buddy healed and i'm always like well like he's a really really good player but like after a certain couple of years like the value of the cards if they don't really hit that like high mark of where like, multiple time all-star right just fades away and the value yeah. just fades away just look at Blake I mean, Griffin, I, yeah exactly and I mean I feel like healed is like exactly what like he he was in that same draft with uh like Ben Simmons and like Jalen Brown but like from there he pretty much has turned into the player that he kind of was like projected to be like not like a good not like a solid top of the league type player but like a, if he was like the sixth man off the bench I feel like that would be a pretty good uh, like a pretty good pickup or option, but like I feel like he almost has to be like the third or even second guy there in Sacramento. And I don't know if he's built for that type of type of action. Yeah, I mean, I I think Buddy Hield's a guy that I'd want on my playoff team. I'd put it yeah. that way because I know yeah. he can put the ball in the hole. Now I don't know if uh, so the guy that I have that I was buying some cards of over December, which like. His cards are basically his cards aren't really worth anything. I so uh, I, I know Harms will like this one. So and I talked to him about it, uh, this guy is um, Jalen Brunson uh, because he like so he was the Sporting News, which it doesn't always translate. Like he was the Sporting News National College Player of the Decade, which like that doesn't always translate. Like if you're the best college player to like the top, like usually it does, but for some reason for him like it hasn't exactly translated into minutes and the, realistically what ends up happening with him is like he doesn't get minutes unless like Luca isn't playing cuz they sort of play a similar position and like over the christmas break when Luca was hurt he was playing a pretty solid amount of minutes and like you can see like when he is getting those minutes he's productive but like he he like basically plays the same position as Luca, and also for for because there's also JJ Barea is in Dallas, and that's like the other guy that's kind of in his way, and like Carlisle, who's the coach. So this is what Harms has also told me because I was like, why doesn't Jalen Brunson play more? And he was saying that like 
Carlisle likes the veteran players on that team. Uh, and he, like, Brunson could be a six-man, like, in the playoffs if he keeps doing it this way where, like, but he wants the veterans to get more time, essentially. Yeah, I've watched him play, too, because I've been watching Luca. And when, he, when Luca was out, Brunson was actually balling. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think he's a interesting buy. Um, it just depends on like if he gets traded, where would he go, or if they're gonna figure out a way to put him with Luca. Um, so I mean, that's more of like the players are already solid. It just it's gonna depend on you know if you'll get like what position you'll be in to succeed, I guess, and the minutes you'll get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but. For I feel like that ends up unfortunately with the NBA. I feel like that happens a lot more with that happens a lot more in the NBA where it's like you don't know what type of minutes you're gonna get, and it's like if you like, it almost feels like somebody that we've talked about in the past, like Jaleel Okafor, is kind of similar. Where like he just wasn't good, and then once he once he stopped getting minutes, he never really like came back and like started getting minutes again. Yeah, I mean if. If again, I, I said it on the last episode. I think if it was like two thousand to two thousand eight, Jill Okafor would be a multiple time All Star. Yeah. Somebody yeah, said I, Luca was injured again. Damn. What happened? Yeah. I the Memphis is on. They're playing Houston, but the so that's the only game that's on national TV right now. Which John Moran, they they've got the like throwback jerseys, which is pretty cool. The like yeah. old Grizzly jerseys. And then Trey had the flu. Is yeah. He, is he playing? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Let me I will see if I can see if I can pull up some like. Oh, no, he is playing. Here. He's got 32.7 assists, one rebound. Oh, my God. The third quarter. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely insane. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. That's crazy. He might get a 50-piece tonight, another one. Huh. That'd be crazy. I think so. The Celtics... Celtics play the Jazz, but they don't play till ten thirty because they're on the they're on the West Coast. Corona, hey, man, Tom, said, Tom said coronavirus. Oh shit! I, heard I don't. Video. I don't think. I don't think actually coronavirus, but yeah. Um. um so I, the other. So I guess. I mean, I didn't really. I, it's the thing is with under. It's hard to find underpriced guys realistically, like just because I feel like even the guys who aren't. Even the the guys who are not under – no, what am I trying to say? The guys who are not under the radar, who are on the radar, I feel like are – if they're not named like Ja or if they're not named Trey Young or Luka or Zion, like their prices are all pretty much on that same level. Like other than I think Kobe White is the other guy that has been going off and like – so his prices have gone up a little bit. But other than those couple players, like – for from 2017, 2018, and 2019, they're all like in that same range. It feels like I would say like um, it's it's tough to find like undervalued guys that everybody else doesn't know about. Right. Like, what you want to find and what like I do is I find I compare players' prices to each other. Right. So, like, I, everybody already knows the play. But, like, sometimes people don't pay attention to the price points of their cards. Yeah. And if I see that, you know, one player's extremely similar to the numbers and popularity as another, and it's whatever percentage lower, then I'll go and buy that person's card. 
yeah. and like different sets, right? Like right now I'm buying Luka Doncic um, rookie cards, but his status rookie card. Status. I saw somebody actually, I don't know if you follow PSA collector on YouTube, but he actually had a, he had a post about uh, Trey Young status cards. And I, I, oh, so okay. I didn't even, I didn't even know what status was until I saw yeah. the, the, yeah, I mean, post it's a, today, and I was like, "That's it's a cool. beautiful card." And yeah, I'm at the lower tier end, but yeah. again, I'm picking these up raw for like 15 off eBay, um, and their PSA tens go for like 120. So that's like a good margin that I see that like, hey, I can make a little bit of money off of this. Let me figure out the ones I want to send into PSA. Um, so there's also that too, looking for different sets of guys that you think might be undervalued. I mean, with where Prism's going and how high it's getting, it's going to be a trickle down effect where all the lower end <laughs> cards are going to pick up in price because that's where that's the price point where people can actually afford right i think that was actually the second one of the other questions was like is there a product that like with with what's happened with prism essentially where it's almost impossible to find and even if you find it online you're paying double for it like it's just not realistic for people to try and even buy that product so like I feel like optic is in the conversation, but like, what are, what do you think are some of the other products that you, that could like take another step? Like it feels like optic has, but like, do you think there's like a third card or like you like select maybe, but like, what do you, what do you think is like another product that could kind of step into step into more relevancy in the next like year or so? Yeah. Um, I think prism right now is King. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I think Select is actually has the most beautiful card. Yeah. Like, it just looks expensive. So I'm, I'm, I think that we're going to see a jump in Select prices over the next, like, year or so, definitely. Um, I mean, overall, I don't think anything's going to be able to really overtake Prism. Optic has a shot. But yeah. But, again, Optic is run by Panini anyway, so it's like... Right, all the basketball stuff. Yeah. Um, and But I, I do think that there's going to be way more attention on the lower tier end stuff just because those are the cards that people can't afford. Exactly. Um, so I think the, there will be more attention on those cards. I just, Prism still will remain like the thing that everybody in reality is chasing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like there's, I mean, those, I don't know if it's like a tiered system where like certain cards will like make a jump up or like, or if we'll see like if we'll see something similar to what happened with like the optic hollow base, and I think the yeah, optic hollow is realistically what happened and made the regular optic like jump up as much as it did. But like, I don't know if we're gonna. I think there's gonna have to be something like an optic hollow in another product. Like, and I feel like that could almost be. So like with select, they have like the three. There's like a hundred card checklist, but each of the hundred yeah. cards is in like a three tiered system. It almost yeah. feels like. That which that third tier is short printed and it is more expensive than the other ones, but it almost feels like if somehow that card can do the same thing as the optic hollow, that could maybe make select jump up a little bit higher in price. And like, because I think select isn't, I think select is a is a hobby only product. Is that right? Because I haven't seen it in stores, so it feels like maybe. I don't know if that would be one barrier to entry where people aren't buying select because they can't find it at, in stores. Well, I think you brought up a great point with the like optic hollow jump. Um, and like the reason that those prices went crazy in like what October, November, I think it was October, yeah. November ish is because people realized 
that the print run of Opticalo was way less. It wasn't overproduced like Prism Silvers were. Right. And everybody went on it because they figured it out. And actually, Opticalo is a tougher gem rate because of the surface and everything like that. I think Optic also has the border, too, which is yeah, the one thing that makes it tougher to grade. Yeah. So, like, those are the things that made people chase it. Um, so, I think once people figure out also, like, with, like, status, you know, they have numbered cards, too. And they figure out, you know, like, they'll see, like, the price point of a numbered status versus, like, a prism and see how much less it is. And right. Do the homework there. Once people figure that out, those prices will start to increase as well. Yeah. So, again, and and I'm not sure, like, I feel like it, it can't be that there's not enough data to show, like... It's just there's not attention on it. So right, that, and that, that must be it, because, like, there's, like, people like me, and there's people like, uh, like, Breaker Culture, and, like, like, Slab Stocks, and, like, all these places that are, like, data-driven. Well, I'm not actually, actually, I wouldn't put myself in that tier. I would say the other two that I mentioned are probably, they're more data-driven than I am like I'm more news and like kind of random driven but like it feels like maybe when we get more people who are coming into the hobby that are maybe maybe they're data driven but they're not sports card driven that when we get more people who are I don't know I'm not I'm not exactly sure I think the point I'm trying to make is that it, I don't. I think it's going to be somebody is looking into random stuff and like is looking into more random data, and that's what's going to that next random like optic hollow type of situation. Because like they've been making optic hollows for years now, and no one really noticed. So like I don't know what it's going to take for some other for someone to notice like another random thing essentially. Yeah, I think the the tough part about <clears throat> with collectors and people getting into the hobby and stuff like that that. It's tough to buy, you know, something other than Prism. I right. The reason is, be but it's because, you know, you never, Prism's so liquid, right? Like you could, right. you could sell on eBay in like two seconds, most yeah. stuff Prism. But with other products, even Select and Optics, some stuff, if you're buying certain cards, um, you know, you don't know really what will happen, and that unknown is definitely yeah. a concern for people like it's a little, a little harder example, to move you think what was that it's a little harder to move you think yeah so like for example like i bought um i bought a brandon ingram optic hollow rookie psa 10 like like a while ago and i forgot what i paid for it probably like mid 100 range yeah because i saw that the silver psa 10s were going for like i think like 350 at the time right um but I literally checked on eBay the other day, and I think the last sale was, like, around 200 So right. it didn't really go up that much. Um, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, Optic Hollow, PSA 10, a tough gem rate, you know, not as overproduced as Prism Silvers. Hell, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Right. But in reality, at this point right now, it really hasn't paid off. Even though in my mind, I know that it eventually will if Brendan Ingram keeps playing the way he plays. But like, right. see, that's the, that's the doubt, that's the gamble that you you essentially have to take. Yeah, and I haven't looked into, I think that might be interesting is to look into like pop reports of like each of the products itself and to see like what the actual difference is. Uh, because it feels like also, and I, so I'll, I'll maybe direct this question towards you is like when you're going to shows like, 
everybody's cases are just filled with prism, right? There's like not that much optic that you're seeing at shows. Yeah. Or like, is that the yeah. case? Like, that's the question I have. Um, it, I guess it depends, but like prism's so liquid. So when I go to shows, like literally this Saturday, I bought base PSA 10 pr prism trays, right? And I bought them at 80 bucks a pop and they're going for like, what, 140 now? 150? Yeah. Around there. Maybe, I mean, if I wanted to sell it super fast, like 120, and I was buying Luca base PSA 10s for 200. Right. And that, that was, when you went to the show, like, I, I knew I could find that because I knew that it was going to be there. Like, there's products for right. it. Right. Now, yeah. when, you're, when, you're, when you're chasing, like, a, I don't know, like, if you're chasing a Brandon Ingram Optic Hollow PSA 10 and you go to a show, you're most likely, like, in a show, like a, a normal size show, you're probably not going to find it. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to like something like the National, I mean, oh yeah, you'll definitely. I was the National was so it's so wild, like it's just like it was. It, it so in Chicago, the way that it's set up is like they had like you walk in basically the the entrance is on one end of the convention center, and then like the, all the booths there's maybe like I'd say there's probably like ten rows of booths, and then and they just, and then they just go on for forever. It's so crazy. Like it was so funny when I was there, I. So the, the, like, food station and the, like, breaker pavilion where all the breakers are were in the same area. So I went over and got food, and then I, like, ate, and then I went to go back to walk. So I was hanging out at uh, Aaron and Nate's booth, the Slapstock booth in, like, the corner. And, like, I went to – I went from the food and tried to get over there, and I literally walked in a circle because, like, I was I was, like, following somebody, and then I – like made a turn and then I made another turn and then I ended up back at the breaker pavilion. I was like, how the hell did this just happen? And then I literally did it. I did it another time. I did it one more time. And I was like, okay, this is the yeah. third time. There is no way that I can knock it back over there. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, and it's, and it's just, I don't know how to explain. It. I mean, the, the booths of like the, like vendors are all there. Like tops is there off deck. I mean, Panini was there. They all have these crazy setups, and then everybody like you, like for example, you can just find anything you need there, like memorabilia, like cards. I mean, it's crazy. And I don't know; it was the 40th year, so I don't know if it's going to be how much different it's going to be, especially in Atlantic City. But I mean, it was it was wild. It was so cool. Yeah, I've heard nothing but positive things about the national, even in like SoCal. Like people like that I know are already getting ready for it. Yeah. I mean, I also was kind of lucky because, like, so my fiance's family lives outside of Chicago, so we didn't have to, uh, or I, well, I went by myself, but I didn't, so I didn't have to pay for like a hotel room or anything. Yeah. Uh, so we just stayed at their house, and that, so like that was, and also like food and stuff, I just ate at their house, so like that was super clutch. Like that, honestly, that was the reason why I was able to go this year, uh, just because like, I mean, the plane ticket was like two hundred and fifty bucks, but then other than that, I didn't have to pay for a hotel or anything. So like, yeah, that's good. But like next year, I have like a ton of like. I've got like a ton of stuff planned. Like I'm starting to put together like a media type of plan where I want to get like tons of interviews and stuff like that. Are you going to have like a, like a booth set, I guess, sort of thing? I'm not going to have, a, I don't have a booth set up, but I think I want to potentially reach out to the people at the national and see if they have like a, like room in the convention center or wherever the national is going to be that I could like set up a, like a Some studio, a, a studio type of thing. Yeah, that's um, or like, cause, cause I don't know if I want to do it. I, this is the plan that I'm kind of putting together. I don't know if I want to do it like in, in like my hotel, 
like worst case scenario, I think that's what'll end up happening. But like, or even at the hotel, maybe there's something I, I could do. But I want. Well, to dude, be you able could to literally do interviews at like at the national, just like. Well, so right, the so that's what that, that's exactly that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying. I want to get like a room where I can have people come from the national, the actual convention center, and just go and not have to go from like the convention center to the hotel and then back and forth. Like I want to figure, I want to figure out a way to make it easy, as easy as possible. Well, like, no, but like you can literally do it like there, like at the national, like find a corner probably and be like, Hey, do you want to do a quick interview real quick? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, let, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's all in the works. I don't know. I'm, I haven't, I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do yet. Cause I also, I think I need to get like a new rig. Like I need to get new, I need to get like mics and stuff. So yeah. um, I'm trying to figure that out as well. So, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I mean, I'm sure. Are you? Are, had you planned on going? Yeah, I'm probably gonna go. Yeah, Facts. yeah. yeah. I'll be, be there. Yeah. But like, um, I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing yet because, like, I don't know if I'm gonna be like, I'll, I'm probably gonna be buying, and, and maybe I'll get like a portion of somebody's booth. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I don't know. I'll probably try to do some sort of like getting like content for the national as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, I, I definitely, well, because I, so I went, um, we'll probably have the Heroes for Life show over there. Yeah, oh, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> like, I almost want to, like, I don't know how I, this is one of the things I was thinking was like trying to set up like a, a panel similar to what like Gary V and like Josh Luber did last year, but like do some sort of like content thing for like the hobby. Like, um, I don't, and that's just, I don't know, like a spitballing kind of like something I thought about, but I don't know exactly, uh, like how yeah, I, mean, I would like, do it or what, but like some sort of like thing where it's like almost like a live show. I think that'd be kind of cool. That would be definitely cool. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, which um, well, who's House of Jordans? I met up with him last yeah. Saturday. Yeah, um, he reached out to me and said that he talked to you at the uh, last show you guys were at. Yeah, um, he was saying how um, if you like, a couple guys got content from the national and had interviews with the national, mm. and like everybody who didn't get to go to the national, which is like a lot of people. All they want to do is like get content about the national because they're not there. Oh yeah, um, exactly. But like, I mean, the that's, that's for... like the two days that I wasn't there, I was just I I was had the worst like because I went on Saturday and Sunday and like it was going on Thursday and Friday and I was just sitting at work like scrolling, kept refreshing my feed to like get more but stuff. There to you see go. Like the demand, the demand yeah. for content there's insane. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. Yeah, dude, we can finally meet in person too. So. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so and then, um, so the the other question I remember I remember what the other question was. Uh, the other question was so NJ Sports Cards they put out a graph today that was the Trey Young prices versus the Ja Morant prices, and like the Ja prices are like way higher than Morant's, and then same with like Luca versus um zion and the other question was like why do you think that is because i like it doesn't make any like it has to do with hype around the players and like the newest shiniest thing is always what ends up being the biggest hype in the hobby it's always kind of been like that but it just feels like crazy that these prices aren't closer yeah like i think everybody already knows my stance on this like i'm buying like Based off what I'm buying, I'm buying Luca Trey. I'm not buying buying Jaw and Zion. No, but no. Over the last week or so, I've been really like trying to figure out like what's really going on because like you can see the main stuff like 
PSA still has a bunch of John Brandt and Zion cards that are not out yet. So, right. so you know, like, you're going to see a lot more supply coming. Um, but at the same time, Zion has put together an extreme set of games. That Yeah, that's also, I agree with that. Um, I don't think I've gave him, I don't think I've been giving him as much credit. So I, I want to give it to him now. And for the people yeah. that are watching, Zion has been balling. Like, yeah, oh, and for sure. Like, super, ridiculous. super efficiently. And again, the Pelicans are like 25 and 32. They're, they're not, they're, they're potentially could sneak in that eighth spot, eighth spot because. The and then Grizzlies, face the Lakers, probably. Yeah. And I mean, what, Zion base base attendance are like 450, I think. Yeah. And um, the, did you see that I posted somebody bought like a, a lot of 53? Do you see that on eBay? Um, for, uh, for 53 five, for five, 53 for five uh, I think it was five grand uh, here's what I gotta say like from from a numbers perspective there's gonna be a lot more gems and whatever PSA stuff coming out and BGS stuff coming out so the supply is gonna go up but at the same time from what I've been seeing the last week and like when going to card shows and people chasing Zion's like, and if he keeps playing this way, I mean, I think this is just maybe where we're going to be heading. Um, and That's I know crazy. I never really, I never really said this before, but like, honestly, the last week I've been really trying to figure it out. And like, I think just like how people might, this is, this is just me kind of brainstorming. Right. Maybe, like how Luca, people, people thought Luca was expensive last year. Exactly. Exactly. I maybe just this, think that. Maybe this is just me, like, being this that same person that, you know, somebody else was last year. Even though the price point is insane to, in my head. Right. I think that the amount of tension that's on the, this kid already because he's playing like this and his persona and everything, I, I think we're just hitting uncharted territories, maybe. Yeah. It feels like it feels like a lot of the stuff that's being said about Zion's card prices is like literally exactly the same thing that people were saying when Luca's prices kind of started to, it, it felt in, it felt, it feels like what people were saying about Luca prices when they were like $80 for a PSA 10 and now they're like 300. So it's like, yeah, I, like the thing is like with Luca, like the first few PSA 10s for Luca last year like sold one, for like 160. Yeah, yeah, like one in the 150, 160 ish range. And then, it went back and then we saw them obviously drop to like 50, but it's 60. It's weird because Zion was hurt and like it was, it's different, I guess. But I'll tell you also, this. I don't think, also, Luca wasn't really like, at, so Luca was not as hyped up. And I think Luca was hurt at the beginning of his rookie year. So like the very, like when, when Prism first came out last year, I don't think Luca was really playing that much, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I could be wrong, but, like, I, from what I remember... Well, Luca wasn't playing um, the point. Luca wasn't playing the point. It was, like, almost right. like power forward, which is crazy to think about. But I'll, I'll say this. I know, like, I know, like, some people right now that are, like, pretty well-known that are trying to buy a lot of Zion. Mm. I just got to... Uh... I just got an offer for ninety for the other Zion uh, base that I bought. Um, you bought it for what? Forty? Forty-five. I bought two for forty-five, and I sold one for seventy, which I'm so pissed. 
I can't believe um, that. I, I like I, I set the auction up to end before the game and it did and it sold for seventy and I don't know. It's not it's I don't know. It almost feels like a situation where I should have just been like, "Hey, dude, sorry, I'm not selling this to you for seventy dollars." Like, because they were they were by the end of the game they were ninety five dollars. It's like, which I whatever. I don't know. Twenty twenty bucks, like whatever. Who cares? But like, did you not now, want to trade 90, it? Uh, no. Like once I got it, it wasn't very centered, and I like had seen it in the picture not be centered either. So it's not like I was surprised, yeah, but yeah. um, I don't think I think it would have been like a nine probably just because of the set. The centering was the main thing, um, which. I don't know. I mean, that's the kind of the, like the, so I was looking at the, um, the pop reports for Luca versus Zion and Ja. And Luca has an 83% gem rate. Uh, and I think, <laughs> I think Zion had like a 56 and then, uh, Ja was like 65 or something like that. And like yeah. with PSA, they don't have the subgrading, so we can't see like, uh, we can't see if it's like the centering, like because so there was a Luca one of one that this year's Luca, uh, 2019, so second year that sold on eBay. I posted about that a couple of days ago, and everything was a nine five or a ten except the centering on the card was an eight. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that's like, how do you, like, I understand not printing more than one sheet of one of ones, but like, how do you not? figure out a way to print out the one of ones and make sure they're just centered. Like, I don't know. It seems kind of crazy. Well, yeah, they might've, they might've made it difficult on purpose just so that there wouldn't be an insane gem rate. Mm. Which, I, honestly, in theory helps, you know, collectors and investors to some extent. Yeah. They're not a high gem rate and the pop report pretends to stay low. I mean, it, like if you look at it that way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's so wild. Like, there was a, I mean, Select is going to, I mean, I don't know. The prices, I think, this is this is the reason why I'm saying that, like, the other, there's going to be, there has to be other products that are coming out that are just going to be cheaper that casual collectors are going to want to buy, and that's going to then drive up the prices, and we're going to see, I don't think we'll ever see, like, a 1 and a 1A with Prism. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be a product that will be, what prism is or what people think prism is but i just think that like there's got to be a product that's going to be closer to prism prices than it is now because it just it's 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 hard it's impossible to find and the prices like i understand it's the it's like the rookie but like it just doesn't seem like it's sustainable from a consumer standpoint um did you see what Jorge just said? Somebody bought yeah. five Lionel Messi Mega number thirty-five. Yeah, I was. I was actually. I saw that. Uh, saw that listing pop up the other day, and I was watching it. I, I, I guess it. Yeah, what? It, 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 I didn't even crazy. see it, bro. Yeah, oh, dude. I've been God. doing. Um, you know what I've been doing? I've been going to eBay, and I've been like searching for. Um, what's it called? I've been searching for. Like, I've been doing the, like, browse and then into sports cards. And then I've just been searching, like, $5,000, like, $10,000 is, like, the minimum. And I've been going through and just watching certain certain listings. And also, I've been making, like, content that way, too. Like, that's – I've just been using – like, that's where I get all my, like, high-end card content is from that. Like, I saw there was a couple – there's been a couple Patrick Mahomes that have sold, like, recently that one sold for, like, 85 k The same one sold for, like, 61 like – not the same card, but the same National Treasures RPA PSA 10, not numbered to 99, but like 
it's just crazy to see it's the high end stuff is always interesting to me because it's like I mean that's just it just shows how much money is being spent on cards and like people I don't know if you get this comment on TikTok at all but like I get comments all the time that are like who's buying cards and I'm like millions of people are buying cards on eBay literally every single day yeah I mean it's just they're not in the know about it so but yeah that's right. crazy about that messy card or the lot of five. I, I think they're going for like a thousand a piece but i mean still that's like crazy undervalued so like yeah you, you just sit on that for a year you're you're chilling yeah i mean especially i think with that zion lot like i feel like even if he overpaid a little bit for per card like the time that he spent the time that it would take to to buy 53 Zion cards feels like <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the if he if he spent I don't know maybe a couple hundred bucks more like it feels like that's kind of worth it if you're buying that big of a lot yeah I mean that's why lots sometimes are a little bit more expensive because it's just easier yeah. to buy a lot than right um, exactly yeah I mean that's yeah I, I think the let's see um I told you did you you heard about Halan being in Topps Chrome I did. And at the top summit, uh, they were giving out the free, like free stuff, the swag, and some of it was cards. And there was a tops, uh, Boon, uh, Bundesliga, Dortmund Halan card, which, I mean, I was, uh, it was that was the first time actually. It's so odd, like this happened. Like it was the first time in so long that I've been like fired up about like finding out some like sports card news. Like I don't remember the last time really probably like when prism first came out, but like, even then it was like, I, I saw the news. I was like, let's go. Like, this is, this is huge. This is so sick. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a guy that I'm probably going to add to this, my soccer like stash, I guess. Yeah. Um, like he, I mean, again, like I'm not a soccer expert. I just understand like the card aspect, right. I guess, but from what everybody's telling me and like how he, I've seen his highlights and how he's playing, like he's fucking crazy. I yeah, seriously, yeah. He, I've been uh, using Dortmund and FIFA, and like they just upped upped his rating like three points like the other day. So like that's been huge. Yeah, like him, him and Sancho, and he's like six two. I was like, dang. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Like, I mean, we got the oh, bro. Yeah, I mean Chelsea, the team that I like, got absolutely whooped. In the first leg, they're gonna they're gonna get whooped in the next leg too. They gotta go to Germany to play uh, Munich in Munich. It's pathetic. Pulisic's hurt. Uh, that kind of oh, sucks. Shit. Yeah, he's been hurt for a little bit. Uh, then they got so Ren, uh, Rania, who is like another guy that plays for Dortmund. That's an American guy. Uh, he he got called up to the national team. So I think that's like that's a pretty big deal. At like seven, he's like seventeen too. So. That's gonna be that's gonna be a cool thing. I think I also heard that he probably is also gonna be in uh, Topps Chrome too. So like that's that's another guy that I'll probably be buying a few cards of. Somebody asked, um, I think B Ball Hoops around the world. When are you guys going to start selling the base prism Luca and Trays? Seems like the base prisms will have too much supply. I was actually talking to a lot of people about this this weekend. Um, I think Luca this season will. His base PSA 10s will hit 400. I really do. Um, and I don't – and I think it's already almost at 300. 
if not already. I think I saw. I think I saw Mike might have posted one that sold for three hundred. I think. Yeah, I think if he plays but well yeah, tonight, so I think if he plays extremely well tonight, which I don't know his stats, he'll break three hundred and stay at three hundred. Um, mm. But I do, I really do believe, and I've talked to a lot of people with this about this. His base piece attempts will hit four hundred this year, and I. D- I don't see why it won't have a Giannis effect. I know there's right. more, I know there's more um there's like the population's bigger but I, I that doesn't worry me for for from the standpoint of the amount of people that are trying to buy his cards. Right, cuz now you also have like an overseas market that yeah. are buying cards a set probably and like like I if mean, you go somewhere a Luca base PSA ten is the most liquid thing you could have in cards. Oh, for I mean for sure you can sell it if you want if you put it up for a one day auction you can sell it in a day quick. Bro, like, I quick. went I went to a booth. They had like the they had like two Lucas. I bought two of them. Gone. Went to the next booth. I was like, "Do you have any Lucas?" They're like, "Just sold them all." Like it. Like, <laughs> it goes away like that. Like, and that's how liquid. Yeah, it is. that's what. Like at the national when I was talking to people, it was like. And those at the national is probably like fifty, sixty bucks, maybe even less. I get it. Well, yeah, that's that was the craziest part. It was that yeah, it was like fifty. Like I was seeing them for fifty, and like it was basically like uh, Luca, Trey, Baker, and Darnell were like the four main guys at the national that everybody was like asking about whenever they would come up to a booth. I yeah, I mean it's 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 I don't know. I mean that's so like with his cards. Like, there's obviously that big gap in how many there are, but the amount of people that I feel like, I also think, I don't know, actually, because, like, I think that actually helps Giannis's cards maybe potentially more. Oh, yeah, they're more because they're more Because people will want his card. But then if they get to a price that it's, like, where the casual fan can't buy it, like, I'd say if you're – if a casual a casual fan would drop maybe 200 250 on like a card actually maybe not i don't know i don't know i'm not i'm not sure what other people's budgets are so i guess that's kind of where where i'm at with those at least yeah i think that um i think that Trit or luca at like if you can get it for 230 to 250 right now i think is a good buy definitely um, i i really do and i think it's just going to continue to go up um, I don't know what else to say. I think Trey is interesting because they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Um, but I think his prices will see a nice. I think his you you should be looking at his price points to really take off next year. Um, the yeah. only thing that I'm thinking about right now personally is okay, like if his if over the summer you know th- he's not going to be in the playoffs basically, probably not. A lot of, there's not going to be as much attention on him his prices will probably take a dip. So maybe I'll sell, you know, within the next few months and then buy up again over the summer. That's something I am thinking about. Um, yeah. But I do think overall, if you're buying a trade right now, and I think it's still a good buy. Like, just if you're yeah. coming in and wanting to buy probably, it. Probably one of the best. I would say it's probably one of the best, like, buys of any card in general, like, in in the market. I mean, especially for... 2018 rookies like sure you could go a little bit deeper and you could maybe look at like jaron jackson or like a deandre ayton and like they're probably around like 40 to 50 but it feels like 
they're not they didn't make the all-star team this year like they're not really in that conversation of like i feel like it's more reasonable to put trey and luca in the same conversation than it is to put like a deandre aiden or jaron jackson in the same conversation with trey yeah i mean those are all bigs too and the thing right. I don't I guess about bigs well. is they lose value after a couple of years if they don't become like right Giannis, basically yeah i mean um, yeah for, yeah pretty much but um it was funny today i was i was going through like because i've had a bunch of mbappe's come in like from psa the last couple weeks yeah i finally got the time to kind of like sit down and work the numbers of like how much i paid and like how much they're potentially worth now and that's been crazy bro like, I mean, i'm so I, glad we got it's, yeah <laughs> i cannot even it's honestly it doesn't even it's it's so it's yeah bro it's I, so I, I was logging my uh, whole, like, I don't know if I, t I told you, I sent you that picture over the weekend. I was logging all the cards and stuff and trying to figure out pricing. And, like, I didn't even, I mean, for the most part, the two, I mean, one player that kind of had the majority of the growth was, like, Kobe. But, like, then the, the, the um, Mbappes were, like, the, were, the set, were the second most, but, like, not, it was, like, not even close compared to, like, some of the other cards that I that still really haven't gone up that much, bro. I literally think are like it's like twenty x around there. On the well, I mean, I bought one for forty and sold it for two thirty. So like, whatever, I don't know what I don't know what that percentage is, but like, well, because then I mean, a lot of the stuff a, I was buying was raw though. Well, so that's why I was, I was about to say that. Like, you bought a raw version and got it graded. Bro, like, I, I, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Legit. I mean, even the, the like the silver. Like, I look back at the prices. I bought one of those silvers for seventy five bucks. Yeah. Like that doesn't even make sense. The other one, and there was, I almost bought another one for one fifty. Like, I had there was a guy that had one for one fifty up on eBay, and I put in a bunch of offers for the person to like. I put like 120, I put 100, and they didn't accept any offers. And I think eventually it did sell for 150. But like that 150 was up there for like three or four months during the summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, his cards have been help. Like they've been they've been steady now. But I think that that big jump that we saw like a month ago was sorry, that was what? a cold <laughs> <laughs> was a healthy jump. Um, yeah. Because it was just too low at that point. That's right. I think on yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And I think I think honestly, this is where the prices should be, and they probably will stay at this point for a little bit. Like I think it's basically like when. I mean, his prices basically did the same thing as Lucas. Like, yeah, like they were, we're forty, like forty, fifty, and yeah. then they just then and then they just skyrocketed for like yeah. real quick, and then they're kind of staying at around where they're staying at. Yeah, I think we'll see like a steady increase. I don't know. Like, the soccer market, again, is just super – it's, like, a super early market. So, I guess we'll just see. But, right. um, like, I, I was astonished. Sorry, that yeah. was the doorbell again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for – I don't I don't know. Soccer is just – I think that the, the, once the demand – like, the demand, I think, will be similar to basketball eventually – just if if the markets kind of merge, like if basketball people start following soccer a little bit more, or if the European markets start buying more soccer, uh, 
I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure which happened first. I would say more, it's more likely that the, the American market will start paying more attention to soccer than vice versa. Yeah. Because I think, because I just think it's harder to find product out there. And also it's harder to get it graded. So like, it feels like that is going to be one kind of sticking point with some collectors in overseas where it's going to be harder to find and why they may not, um, the cards may not rise as high as maybe we expect out there. Yeah. Like soccer's market will come. And I think we've seen that. So like, I'm not worried about that at all. Like, I mean, you've seen right. it too, like all these people from the UK as well, getting into collecting right. soccer. Um, exactly. As well as people in the U S getting super interested in it. So that's not, that's not anything for, that I'm like worried about. Um, again, like Messi and Ronaldo cards, like they're super underpriced. Like yeah, I mean compared compared to compared to other players, I told I mean I, compared to like a like MJ. I mean that's how I that's pretty much where I compare those players, and that's where I say their prices one day eventually could be could be at that level. And that's why like I've been really intrigued with vintage basketball recently. I know I've been kind of bringing it up, but yeah, that's something that. Like it's, it's um, it's an interest. It's interesting to learn because it's definitely not as easy as just like the new stuff that's out. Because I think the new stuff's right. super simple. Like Prism's King, you already know that. Right. Um, exactly. So it's taking me a lot of time to learn different sets and why the price points are at certain places. Now I'm talking like, I'm not talking even like early 2090s. I'm talking about like 80s, like 70s, 60s around there. Um, yeah. So. I think there's a lot of money in that. And like, even with MJ Fleer rookies, like I still think those are underpriced, especially with the documentary that's coming out this summer, I believe. Oh my God. The documentary is so sick. Yeah. I heard it's supposed to be gnarly. And I'm, and that's like kind of, that's how ahead I'm basically thinking right now. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about buying an MJ, like hopefully like within the week. So I can yeah. have it in June. Um, but yeah, like I, if you guys are looking to, you know, buy cards that you're not going to see a ton of fluctuation both ways. Like you're not going to see a drop a ton, but you're not going to see like a super ecstatic explosion. I would really recommend vintage basketball because I think there's definitely room to grow with those cards. Um, and I don't think you're going to have like a lot of, um, risk involved as well right because a lot of i mean i mean we've obviously talked about hall of famers and for the most part i would only be buying hall of famers like it just there's no point in buying someone who isn't in the hall of fame but like there's nothing really that they can they can only i i guess there, there's there's a lot less factors that affect their pricing and that's one reason why like they're they're not playing they're not there's no it feels like that for the most part they can only go up, but I guess it does kind of depend. I mean, if somebody's in a scandal or something like that, that's not, that's you can't predict something like that. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, it's, I don't know. I mean, it feels like there's a lot less factors, but like that, the smaller amount of factors I feel like leads to the cards in, either holding value very significantly or increasing slowly. Yeah, and I think with, I'm, I also look at it like a. How like who are gonna who's gonna be the people that are coming back into the hobby within the next couple right. of months? 
Yeah. And that's also a reason I like vintage. That's exactly what I've been, because... I've been thinking that way as well. I've been trying to figure oh. out like what's going to be like, because that was, I mean, that was the main reason I bought the Shaq and Kobe rookies. Cause like been... I, looked, I looked at trying to figure out what's going to be the easiest card for someone to buy if they're either new or they, they want to get back into it. Like what's the, what card is most recognizable for people? Like, so that's why I think like, Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I think like those tops, those nineties tops rookies are going to be good to buy because like if, because someone coming in, they're not going to know like what Fleer is, or they're not going to know what yeah. Skybox is, or they're not going to know like what all these other random brands are. They're going to know what Topps is because Topps is like the biggest. I'd say Topps is the most well-known brand, and there was no Panini back then, so like that they're immediately then going to go to Topps, in my opinion. I don't know, like that's just from looking at how I've seen other stuff, like not even specifically just with sports cards, like just how I've seen other. I guess brand worthy stuff. I think people are more likely to, I mean, it's the same thing. It's nostalgia. It's like, that's nostalgia is, uh, as Gary V the great Gary V has said, uh, nostalgia is undervalued. I believe he said something like that, or I saw somebody tweeted him or somebody like something like that. But I know he's talked about like nostalgia being like a, um, like a reason to look into something basically. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the price points of some vintage stuff compared to, you know, like price points today, it it doesn't match. So like, I, it's you definitely have to put more work into like figuring because again, like, I don't I don't know like I don't know vintage sets like people who grew up at that time do. So right. You have to, Dude, you do have to take more time into figuring out, but it's really like a market that I'm taking super seriously. Yeah. Um, because again, like buying the trades and the Lucas, that's all cool. And all, but also at the same time, I really like putting a good amount of money somewhere and like keeping it for a certain amount of time and not like worrying about the fluctuation. You think it's like, maybe maybe it's like the challenge of figuring out which card is the one like because yeah, like I I like, that's how i felt about yeah. like some cards like sure you can buy the lucas you can buy the trays those are easy but it almost feels more rewarding to like find the random card and then like have it be available for the price you want on ebay and then buying it and then it's like actually i feel like we've talked about that in the past but at the same time it's like like those, um, the tops living cards for Mbappe and Sancho or Sancho, like the, the, the adrenaline sort of, of like knowing I want to buy the card, knowing the reason why I want to buy the card, going to eBay and finding it for the price was like way better than like, it feels like, it, I don't know, maybe going to eBay and looking at Trey's or Lucas because they're just, they're all there. And it's like, these are maybe not, it's harder to find. Well, and like some of these vintage cars are just, like what I've noticed is just cool. Yeah. Like I don't know if you saw the Kareem one. Like the it was an ice bear. It was like pretty. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a that's like a cool that set. just is a sick card to have. Yeah, I agree. And I mean Kareem is just a sick like. It's cool to. That feels like it's gonna be like how last week we were talking about like, um, like sports cards being cool. Like it yeah. feels like if you have like a Kareem. That's like you know the culture, and it's like it feels like that's a cool aspect of owning sports cards where 
like train Luca, it's like Luca's basically the MVP. So like if you have a Luca card and you're just like, Yeah, hey, I got this Luca card, it's like, oh, like cool. And then you're like, Oh, there's also like a mil- there's like also a hundred thousand of these and it's like, Oh, sick. Yeah. But like with the with that Kareem card, I don't know, there's maybe like a hundred probably, but like so I feel like that's also a piece of yeah. it maybe. I think you're right on the point when you're saying when you said like you're with the culture with those cards, like you're it's culture. I hundred percent agree on that. And I think that again, I think we talked about it last week, but I think that's gonna be one main reason why sports cards really take off is because it's gonna be intertwined with culture. It's gonna like be literally culture. Like, yeah, right. The same the same way with sneakers essentially. Like one hundred percent. Which I think Mike was tweeting about this or something, or he was replying to a TikTok comment. He was saying that uh he wanted to try and like run into some celebrities or something and like take pictures with cards like i forget exactly who where the context was but i think he was like talking about like trying to meet like quavo or something and have him take pictures with his like trey young cards or something like that i was like that's this who is that? hilarious it was mike oh yeah he's a he's a ball yeah, i love that kid yeah um, um so i think we might have to end the lives i think we have like two minutes left Okay. Um, and I want to make sure this saves. So, um, everybody, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up. Unfortunately, yeah. I think for this week we'll wrap it up. We will. I guess we'll be back next week, probably, right? Next um, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, so yeah, yeah next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let me. It will be like Wednesday or Thursday. Well, cool. I, I've sometimes I have like random work stuff that pops up during the week. That's like at night, so I just have to make sure that I don't have like a work thing. And if I don't, then it'll be Wednesday. And if I do, it'll be Thursday. But we'll figure it out. All right. Sweet. All right, everybody, thank you for coming. Uh, See you next week. Yeah.